and thank you for joining Breadcrumb Theory, a modern-day podcast navigating the digital age. We are your hosts, Melissa Schwartz and Eric Shear. Welcome. Hey, everybody. What uh, This is episode number 12, I believe. We made it. We keep going. We, yeah, we, got past, we got past 10. Thank you all for hanging with us this far. <laughs> As you can see, we're on video today. Uh, whether that makes it into the podcast will is yet to be seen, but uh. yeah, stay tuned. We are testing out some new tools, gadgets, etc. Uh, so stay tuned for future developments. Right. So uh, I think we were talking about this the other day, and I thought it'd be a fun conversation to talk to. But you know, you and I are both uh, pet owners, right? I have three fur babies in my house at the moment, and a cat, a murderous <laughs> cat at that. And uh, you have your own fur babies, right? Yes, I have two. One of them is a bull terrier puppy. Uh, she is adorable. I'm not quite sure if she's cute or an alien yet, but she's also a terror. And it makes it interesting because of COVID, you know, we're home all the time now. So, you know, our dogs uh, get to be with us all the time. And sometimes that can be a distraction. Uh, so, you know, uh, I think we were chatting about ways to entertain your pets through automation. Yeah, and automation has become so prevalent in our lives that there's a whole industry committed to it. And I was just talking about this with Eric the other day that during the whole COVID and our recession, one of the nonprofit industries that has actually stayed consistent and seen an increase in donations has been the pet industry. So regardless of what we're experiencing, all of us love our fur friends. We want to make sure they're comfortable. It's, it's come from dogs being working animals to now being just as much a part of a family as anything else. Oh, yeah, certainly. So um, in our exploration of this topic, uh, I think we've uh, both come across some really interesting finds. Uh, and so as far as automation is concerned, like, what are the types of things that uh, that you see on the market right now that, that look useful, that don't look, uh, you know, gimmicky, that would be uh, uh, a fantastic, uh, fantastic addition to your, your animal's routine? This is already out there. It's a self-cleaning litter box. So I lost my cat earlier this year. She was with me for almost 20 years, so m- the majority of my life. And I did not have one of these. Uh, my husband helped me out a significant amount of time. I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that. Uh, but there is a self-cleaning litter box. So your cat does their business, it cleans itself, and then you don't have to worry about the sand or the uh, litter everywhere. And you don't have to worry about the smell. Uh, so it's like they do their business. It's a flush of for cats, sort of, so to speak. Yeah, see, I love that idea because nobody likes cleaning the litter box. Uh, it's just just one of life's small unhappy things unhappy chores so you know an automated litter box is pretty awesome uh you know and i i read up a, a little on them there's a few that are really uh, and we're not making product recommendations but uh you know i think in the past the attempts at automated uh, automated litter boxes have been met with you know not the greatest results but there are some on the market that i've seen that look really awesome and yeah they're completely you know you control with an app on your phone uh it tells you when your cat goes in there it gives you the ability to completely you know clean up right then and there instead of kind of running on a uh, on a timer so i'm all for that the other thing i i saw on uh on, was an automated dog ball launcher so a tennis ball launcher 
that you can just sit down and it's activated. You teach, you teach your dog to drop a ball in the hopper and it'll just play fetch with your dog for hours on end, which for my dog, I have a black lab as one of my dogs and a, and a full-size golden doodle and uh, they will run themselves until they drop uh, if they can chase that ball. So, uh, I mean, that's just like a necessity in my book. Yeah, you know, especially as we all work from home, my dogs have been following me around a lot more. I would love something like that just to keep them busy because you always worry about that attachment issue. So you're just like, they're kind of like little kids. You're like, go play. I need to go work now. Right. And yeah, and one of the other things I really like about some of the new products that I've seen, and I mean, this isn't like groundbreaking technology, but it's just used in different ways, which is a GPS dog collar. Um, and now they can embed the GPS chip right into the collar and there's no box or anything else. You're none the wiser that it's, that it's got in there, but just for the peace of mind and knowing where, especially your cat is, uh, because if they get out, you never know where they're going to go. Uh, but you know, to be able to track them on your phone so that if they do get out, you know exactly where they are and you can go intercept them. To me, that just seems like, uh, the best invention ever because I mean, my dogs, this batch of dogs, my old dogs really have benefited from that. They were like, I'm going to go on a, you know, wanderlust through <laughs> the city uh, where that would have been super helpful. But, um, you know, especially, yeah, for, you know, people with huskies or cats or, or what have you, I see that as a, as, as a super awesome product. Uh, anybody want a bull terrier puppy? We joke that she's an, ang she's a husky puppy and an ang she's an angry gr gremlin uh with similar husky temperaments so anybody who likes huskies free puppy just kidding <laughs> uh one other technologies i really like is there's a smart dog house so it's by dog parker and that's not a plug uh but it's climate control you i think you can control when the door opens and so for all you uh helicopter dog or cat parents or pet parents out there i should say who like to spy on their dogs and have those cameras or those um I think they're furbos is what they're called. I'll have, to, I'll have to verify that, where they automatically feed your dog treats and you can watch them. This is one step higher where you can get a climate controlled smart dog house for your fur babies when you leave to uh, go to work or run your errands. See, I don't even get spoiled that badly. This is how much <laughs> money we spend on our pets. It is. My dogs eat better than I do. They <laughs> And they get climate controlled dog houses, which is fantastic. You're like, mm. 72 degrees is too balmy. I like a cool 67 in the doghouse. I feel like dogs are secretly running the world because we're the suckers going to work so we can provide for them. And here they are just living in comfort. I know. It's good to be a dog. <laughs> Uh, I know that this is an emerging market, but something that's really, really cool, and we've joked about it in the past, is robotic pets. So there actually is a small market for robotic pets, and it's growing. And I know, Eric, you have a few opinions on that. Yeah, that blows my mind. Um, and so let, let's separate the categories of kind of robotic companions, right? So we've got robotic pets that are that kind of look like your traditional robots with you know like a robotic dog face um or some of the the pets kind of have the general shape but uh, like an you know a, a screen monitor that kind of projects a fun cartoon face um and they're programmed to you know uh do basic things like you know beg for affection or respond to your touch um 
or do those things. And I think they're fun, right? They, they may be a good, uh, you know, training wheels to maybe a family who wants to introduce a dog and they have small children and they can kind of work with them. I see them as, as fun tools or toys and, uh, uh, you know, and their, their level of sophistication is, is quite amazing. Um, however, I doing a, some further digging, they're starting to come out with realistic looking dogs and cats or, you know, they still look, it looks like church out of pet cemetery, but, uh, it's, uh, but you know, they purr for instance, this cat purrs, um, like it, um, it responds to your touch and lifelike manners. It'll stretch out, you know, like if you pet its belly, um, does all kinds of stuff like, you know, beg for your attention. And what they're finding is that you can give these kind of robotic animals, these robotic dogs and cats to seniors who may not have the ability to actually take care of a real live animal uh, for whatever reason. But with interacting with these robot pets, they kind of get the same feeling and in, in the same hormone release and the same feelings of, you know, joy and caring and, and, and love that you would from, you know, petting out a real live cat. Um, you know, the robot doesn't bite your hand after three pets of the belly, but, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's fascinating. And I think it's fascinating for anybody, you know, as they develop this technology and the AI becomes stronger, it's like I don't ever see replacing a, a, your your beloved fur friends, right? Like uh, I don't think that's possible, but I, I do think there is a place for these types of things in lieu of that, where some people can't have pets or they can't care for them, or but they want some feeling of something to to, to care for, and you know this technology has been around. Even then, uh, what were those little like you know, Digimons or whatever? Oh. <laughs> In middle school, I had like six of them. It, w it became a thing in our, our class or our age group that the more gigapets you had, the cooler you were. And we would cheat the system. If you logged in and you put the time at like 11.59 p.m., it would go to midnight and you could age your gigapet faster. So life hack for anybody who has a gigapet. Right. So and you can think how silly that is now, but you're like – yeah, I was obsessed with making sure I fed it on time or if it was unhappy, you know, what did I need to do? So they're starting to simulate that with these robotic pets and, uh, um, and, and just robotic animals in general. If you ever want to see something that's super cool but also slightly terrifying, look up Boston Dynamics uh, robots and the robot tests they do on YouTube for their dog and – uh, or they're like they're, they're four-legged animal, and then they have a they have a walking robot. But I mean, I think they're farther along now that they can actually deploy. The military can deploy them uh, to, to 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 patrol the base. I don't know how true that is. I haven't I haven't dug deep enough, but it's like straight out of science fiction. But uh, it's super cool and also slightly terrifying. It is. I just looked it up, and the Boston Dynamics robot goes for $75,000. You know, just a little bit of a chump change. Right. So you can buy a new Tesla, or you can buy a robotic dog that uh, uh, can guard your house. It does not look like a dog, by the way. Not at all. But no. the interesting thing about this technology is they're using it in retirement homes. 
yes. right now because COVID, especially during COVID, everything shut down. So they and these robots they use their price points around a hundred dollars. So it's not seventy five thousand dollars, but it's you know it's amazing what they're seeing this technology do because as no one can visit you know our, our aging population, they become more lonely. And they've done studies that the more lonely or hopeless that they become, the more that triggers dementia or other ailments. So these robotic cats, kittens, or dogs really help them stay connected and feel like they're giving care to something again, and that they are, they're getting that, as you, you mentioned, that serotonin kick that you would get from petting your dog. And they're actually seeing an incredible improvement with this population. So you're seeing that a lot right now, not just in America, but also Japan. Japan has the fastest aging population in, in the globe, or around the world, I should say. So you're going to see this continue to spread because Japan, I think it's Japan, America, Germany, and I want to say Norway, one of those countries, don't quote me on that last one, are leading on the leading edge of robotics. So it's only a matter of time before this really hits the market big time. Right. So you're thinking about, you know, like, well, what you know, in the spirit of, you know, our you know breadcrumb theory and thinking, you know, like, well, how does that help me today? Well, like we were talking about, so you have all these automated options to help you entertain your pets when you can, right? Because, you you know, we love to give as much attention as we can, but we're not always able to. And uh, and so, you know, automated toys, robotic toys that, uh, you know, are, you know, simulate prey or whatever that stimulate your animals. These are all very valid and you just have to play with what works with your dog. And then, for that time in your life when it no longer makes sense to have a a, a real life fur friend, then you know you you can still get the same feelings uh, and the same kind of joy in caring for one of these robotic ones. And I, that just blow, it just blows my mind. I, I I love that. That that to me is the best use of technology when we you know when when we age to a point where generally we couldn't enjoy something. And we're still able to enjoy something on maybe a different level. Because um, if you think about like all the times when uh, people bring in therapy dogs into senior centers or hospitals and how much joy they get from just a simple few pats of the head of a friendly dog. And, you know, if you can give them that same kind of experience where they where they like that and they can talk about it with their friends, you know, I, that's just super cool. Yeah, I think the next iteration for me is I'm waiting for a company to have you do an assessment to profile out your pet's current pet's profile. We've all had that one pet in our lives. You're just like, oh, that is the the dog, the cat, the rabbit, whatever animal you own. No one's ever going to top that. So how can you download that personality or upload that personality to a robot? I'm waiting for that. You want an active dog. You want a chill dog. You want a dog that likes to hike. I really am waiting for that where you can build out their personality and then you can make them look like your, your favorite companion. That's going to happen. And uh, it's creepy, but sign me up. Yeah, no, it's totally creepy, but it's, yeah, it's super cool. Like you, like you say, when it starts begging at the end of your bed at two 30 in the morning, then we've probably gone too far with the technology, but. Um. Oh, that's totally going to happen. I'll be that creepy, crazy person that has one. And then the robots will take over. I'm joking. They won't, but maybe they will. Who knows? That's how they're going to get us. Robot dogs. That's how the world ends. Robot dogs. <laughs> that's, that's right. Go watch. Uh, what is it? Um, 
Oh, never mind. I'll think of it. It's another movie with some ridiculousness in it, but uh, uh, it was funny. It was a, a killer robot dogs. Oh, I'll have to check uh, that out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so anything else that we can think of? So we've talked about robot dogs. We've got in-home pet automation. And remember, with a lot of these smart devices, and again, smart automated uh, pet devices can be tied into Alexa and Google and, and Siri. And, uh, you know, you can give them commands. So you can say, hey, Google, play fetch with my dog. You know, Eric, we're going to have to launch a video series on how to set up your smart home and optimize your optimize your virtual office since we talk about it so much. And we are we are working about on that, right? So I think uh, here pretty soon, you know, we're starting. You know, uh, our community is starting to to make active requests, and uh, you know, uh, I think the first one we should do is how to optimize your Zoom video, and uh, I definitely know how to do that, but um, much easier to show you rather than uh, tell you over a, a podcast format. Absolutely. So you segued a bit there, but for all you pet lovers, check out what you can do to optimize your automation for your pets and stay tuned until you can download your pet's personality into that creepy robot at the end of your bed. Uh, check us out on social media. Check us out on our website, breadcrumbtheory.com. Until next time, everyone. Thanks so much.